Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. Once more, this is number 127 entitled The Importance of Keeping Logs from Your WordPress Websites with Robert Abella. It was published on Thursday the 9th of May 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And there's no David Wormsley today because it's not a discussion episode. It's an interview episode with Robert. He's got a WordPress plugin called WP Security Audit Log, but we'll come on to that a little bit later. For now, if you wouldn't mind going over to the wpbuilds.com website, there's a whole bunch of links at the top there. For example, the subscribe link will allow you to get onto all of our mailing lists if you'd like to hear about what we do. And, you know, you can go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast there, the Google Podcasts app and so on, and leave some reviews and all of that good stuff. Anyway, it's all over at wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. We've got a whole bunch of deals, including today's plugin, WP Security Audit Log, on the deals page at wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. whole bunch of plugins over there, so go and check them out if you're minded to buy some plugins. wpbuilds.com forward slash contribute if you'd like to come on and do an episode with me about something that you specifically think is really cool. We've done quite a few of those recently. And last but by no means least, wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to have your product or service promoted on the WP Builds podcast, we'll happily do that for you. We've got banner ads and audio ads, and the audio ads sound a bit like this. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by the Page Builder Framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? Well, the Page Builder Framework is a mobile, responsive, and lightning-fast WordPress theme. It works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy, and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress Customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. And WP Admin Pages Pro. Have you ever needed to add custom admin pages to your client's WordPress dashboard, but you couldn't find the right tool to do it? WP Admin Pages Pro is here for you. Create beautiful admin pages using your favorite page builders, such as Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy, and more. Check it out at wpadminpagespro.com. And we do thank all of our sponsors for their support of the WP Builds podcast because it certainly does help us keep putting this content out. Okay, today's episode is with Robert Abella. He's from the WP Security Audit Log plugin. It's a fabulous plugin which you may not have come across before. Indeed, you may not have taken logging seriously before. The whole point really is, I suppose it's a bit like an insurance policy. It's a whole load of data about, well, in the case of this particular plugin, about anything at all on your WordPress website so you can go in and see exactly what's been happening and if regrettably something has gone wrong you should be able to track down what the problem was and get it patched up so wonderful episode really interesting and we've never talked about this subject before so i highly commend it to you i hope you enjoy it hello there welcome to the wp builds podcast interview section 
Today we have on the line, um, all the way from Edinburgh, although originally not from Edinburgh, we'll learn about that in a moment, we've got Robert Abella. Hello, Robert. Hello, Nathan. Thanks for having me on this podcast. You're very, very welcome. So you're living in Edinburgh, but you're not from Edinburgh. Where, where are you from, Robert? I'm originally from Malta. And mm. for those who do not know, I mean, it's, it's a very small island in the center of the Mediterranean. It's, it's just, it's literally 21 miles by by 14 miles that's the size of Malta <laughs> so you've 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 swapped sunshine for rain <laughs> correct in fact I'm um when I speak to my friends I've moved from the most sunny place in Europe to the darkest place in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> no regrets it's a nice place Edinburgh we've got yeah, Robert on the call today because he um he's a he's a WordPress professional but in this particular case we're going to be talking about a plugin which he has got on offer um, and it's called WP Security Audit Log. You can find it over at www.wpsecurityauditlog.com. No spaces and so on. So that's what we're going to discuss today. So although it's got the title of security at the beginning, we're going to discover that, yeah, it's not your typical security thing. It's something quite different. And the bit the bit entitled audit log is perhaps where the conversation is going to go. So first of all, um, Robert, what's your background in in this space? What gives you the the credentials to to flog a security audit log plugin? Okay. Um, I started I started working in IT around seventeen years ago, and I've always worked for um, security software companies. So. Uh, I've always kind of like been dealing with IT security, web security, etc. Um, I started as a software tester and I was a systems engineer. I, I moved a lot. I was in R&D. Um, I've done some basic development, uh, QA, security research, etc. Um, so basically, I have I have a strong background um, working with software startups and also in security. Um, around six, six, seven years ago, um, I was working with a software company and we tried to build a security service for WordPress. Back then, I remember Sukuru was starting as well. Mm. Um, our solution was a failure. We know exactly why, so but at least we've learned from it. And that's where I kind of like discovered WordPress. Mm. And when I started freelancing, because I was like, I've, I was working like for 14, 15 years in, in, uh, in, the, in the corporate places. I, I wanted to kind of like start my own thing. So I started freelancing and like almost any other WordPress security person, I started, you know, like playing around with cleaning some hacked websites, etc. Um, because I always wasn't security. And one thing I've noticed in, in, in WordPress is considering it's a multi-user setup, I was quite surprised that it had no sort of logging solution, you know, like what users are doing when they are logged in, etc. Mm. I've seen some Back then, I, I've seen like some some plugins, but they were still like very small plugins, nothing major. So yeah, so um, considering I have a security background, I was doing these cleanups. I wanted to know like what's happening, why these websites are getting hacked, or what people are doing. I I sort of automatically started developing uh, the plugin. Mm -hmm. I'm not a developer myself, as in I've written some codes. I can write I, I can write read and write codes, but I'm not a developer. So basically. Um, around six years ago, I started the plugin uh, with some help of friends or um, paying other people to develop. But I've been kind of managing the project since mm. then. 
Mm. Oh, great. Okay, so a history in IT security. Strikes me that in, in this day and age, security is kind of more important than ever and also um, more troublesome than ever because everybody's carrying a small um, either um, Unix or Linux machine in, around in their back pocket. Everybody's getting hacked. There's stories in the press all the time. It seems like a really hot topic. Um, so what, you say that there's absolutely no security log of any description in WordPress. So what kind of things, if we were to uh, install um, your plugin, so WP Security Audit Log, what what would we um, what would we notice if we first opened it up? What kind of things is it starting to log? And we should probably tell anybody who's not used uh, any kind of logging before that logging is essentially, it's how to describe it, it's almost like a spreadsheet of um, things that have happened on the website. So at that point, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. What would we see in your plugin? Okay, good question. So first of all, as you mentioned in the beginning, the, the whole thing started from a security point of view. That's why it's called WP Security Audit Log. Um, so basically, in very simple terms, as you said, it, it keeps literally a log, a record of what people are doing. So once you open our the plugin, it's almost like a spreadsheet. You'll see like if someone logs in, you'll see the date and time when the user logged in, the username, and that, that he logged in or that he changed the post. So yes, it's, it's basically like a record of what people are doing. I start as I said, I have a background in security. So the, the whole the, the plugin started as a security plugin, as a security logging plugin. So I was like mostly focused on keeping a log of, of for example, when, when someone is scanning your website. So the plugin would detect it and will tell you like someone is, is, is generating a lot of 404 requests, for example, uh, or someone is trying to log in. And so that's how it started. Um but yes, um as 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 time go passed by um it became more than a security audit lock. It's it's now actually a, a complete uh, activity lock solution, basically. We still call it security because, of course, um, security has, um, sorry, logs have a lot of purposes on a website. Uh, one of them is security, of course. It's like, of course, keeping a record of what happened. So basically, if um, by keeping a record of what's happening, there are a lot of advantages from the security point of view because you can actually see if someone is trying to attack your website, so you can say, okay, this IP is generating a lot of suspicious activity. So you can block it using something else. Uh, and it's also used, unfortunately, in forensics. So when a website is hacked, mm. uh, it's not just enough to restore it. You need to know exactly what happened. Because if you restore it, the security hole is still there and the attacker might still exploit it. So you can use an activity lock to see exactly what the attacker did. Maybe uh, he exploited the vulnerability, then he hijacked a user account, um, changed its role, you know. So an activity log helps you see all these things. Um, but as I said, it, it's, it's developed, uh, it's been six years now, and it, it's moved. It's still a security plugin. Um, as you say, it's not the traditional security plugin. It's, it's a, I would say, a security-focused plugin, but mm -hmm. it's not the typical mm -hmm. um, firewall type of plugin, you know, like where it protects your website. So it's, it's purely a logs. But compared to other activity lock plugins since we have a security background um our logs are much more comprehensive so of course they're um they're really useful to people who have like who are more like security oriented you know so for example if if you have a, a flower shop let's say website you know like one to users only most probably um 
there are like kind of like simpler plugins which report a bit less details and might be enough for you. So ours, in fact, even if you look at our website, some of our clients are like universities, uh, finance institutions. It's the logs are much more detailed, are much more comprehensive. So mm-hmm. uh, basically, you, you'll find literally everything. You'll find, for example, an, another activity log plugin would just tell you, for example, that a blog post was, was updated. In our case, it will tell you what was updated in the blog post with the title, content, URL. It will actually even tell you like if custom fields are changed or things are changed directly in, in the database. So it's, it's the logs are definitely much, much more comprehensive. The log coverage of the plugin is much more extensive okay. than other plugins. So um, in fact, if, if you're not really kind of like into logs and into security, it's mu- people might find all that information a bit overwhelming. But then, of course, we have solutions. I mean, you can literally disable and re-enable back any type of, of logging. You know? Okay. So um, if we were to, you know, you've been doing this for sort of six years. If we were to ask you what are the common things that, that people, uh, that you've noticed in your time looking mm-hmm. through these security logs that your your plugin has um, has found, if you like, what are the common things that are that a user should be looking for? What are the what are the common rows or columns that people should be mm-hmm. checking out? Yes. Uh, so basically, the, the most common, of course, um, the most common, especially before an attacker manages to, to gain access or whatever, is, is first they, they typically try to scan your website. So they will generate a lot of 404 requests. And when the plugin sees that a specific IP is generating a lot of 404 requests, um, then it will it will it will show a log entry like this IP address has generated so much requests. That usually is a sign that it's a scan. So it's already like a sign that someone is trying to attack you. Um, someone is trying to attack your login page. So basically, if you see an IP address that in the log files that it's constantly generating a failed login, again, that's most probably some sort of brute force attack. Mm. Um, then there are other types of attacks. So for example, if a user account is hijacked, which is very common, unfortunately, because of weak passwords, typically they try to change the actual content by injecting malware. They try to install, for example, a plugin, a rogue plugin, or change even like a bit more hidden, let's say. They try to change some text in a widget rather than the actual content. So yeah, um, so basically, if you look at the logs, um, typically when running a website on a day-to-day, you don't install plugins every day. You know, like the first few months, you're kind of like setting up the website, mm. these things, but then it's just typically slogging, maybe some content updates, and that's it. So you have to keep an eye off, especially if you're a small number of users, uh, as as uh, and especially if you use rows, you know, for example, an editor cannot install plugins. Or so, if you see any activity that is typically not associated with that user, then of course that that raises some suspicions. Mm. So you have like failed logins, a lot of 404 errors, maybe a change of user row. That's not very common. Um, installing of plugins and changes of things like widget content. It depends because I mean, people change content. It's all about content. But changes of content in widgets and or, or custom fields or direct changes to the database, those are definitely things that that raise suspicion. Okay, that's great. That's really interesting. The, the the next thing I'm going to ask is about the the options in the in the back end, and I don't know if it's possible for you to list all of them. Um, I'm wondering if you could tell us what the what the possible rows, that, or sorry, columns that we could see in this audit log are. So 
if you could tell us everything that it's possible to log. So, for example, you mentioned um, that, you know, if somebody changes their user role, that will be logged. If somebody updates content, that could be logged. If somebody uh, updates or add, adds a widget, that can be logged. Could you, although it might take a little while, are you able to go through a list of the, the things that the plugin is able to log for us? Because our listeners are fairly technical and they'll probably get it. Good. Uh, it, it's a very extensive list. That's why I said in, in terms of coverage, our plugin is, is very extensive. And I have a complete list available on the website, which can send you, give you the word later. But in general, in a nutshell, so basically it logs all type of user activity. So logins and logouts, fade logins. Um, uh, if a user has been blocked, uh, uh, have been blocked from, from logging in. Uh, and then when it comes to posts, it's literally... I mean, it, it, it lets you know, like when a user published a post or modified a post, uh, change the category, URL, author, status, visibility, dates, you know, if edit, if they edit um, a custom post, sorry, um, uh, by the way, when I talk about posts, we're talking about any type of post. Yeah, any so post, yeah. Post, page, custom post, etc. cetera. Um, it also um, monitors the custom fields in posts. So if someone adds a custom field, removes a custom field, or modifies the title or the actual content of the custom field. And it also monitors the uh, themes and plugins. So any theme install, uninstall, deletion, update, uh, and changes in plugins, it, it will alert you as well. Uh, it, it monitors widgets, um, the WordPress menus. So if you add a menu, remove a menu, change the order of things in the menu, or change any of the settings in the menu. Uh, it will also keep a log of comments. Um, so basically, if a user posts a comment, uh, delete the comment, approved, marked as spam, etc. Uh, the WordPress settings. So you have settings like the, the WordPress time zone, the admin email address, the permalinks, and all these things. It, it keeps a log. So whenever someone does these changes as well, it will keep a log as well. And one of the uh, user profiles, so if a user changes um, the name, email, surname, display name, uh, the password, if, if a user changes the role of another user or uses the password of another user, it, it also reports it. And one thing which is really kind of really happy about, which is really like something that really sets us apart from all the rest, from all the other activity logs, is we also have a file integrity scanner. So basically, mm -hmm. If a file changes on the website, if a new file is added, a file is deleted or changed on the website, it will it will alert you in the in the activity log as well. So you can see in the activity log, for example, file xyz was added to your website or file index.php was modified. Um, the, the the good the good thing about it is it's not limited to WordPress. So basically, any file under the WordPress root. So if you even if you have like some custom software or custom plugin, whatever, if something is modified in those files, it will alert you. So it's not limited to WordPress. It's, it's just a file integrity scanner for all the files in your WordPress website. Ah, that's absolutely fascinating. That was one of my later questions is, can it handle things okay. outside of WordPress? That's really cool. I'd, I, yeah, I'd like to get onto that in a, in a little bit. So we can, so all of that, it sounds to me, in effect, it monitors everything. Um, could be a, yes. a, good, a good way to sum it up. Um, that's going to be a bit overwhelming for, for for me if I was to see all of that displayed. Um, presumably, I can switch certain things on. So, for example, um, you know, uh, I don't want to see about changing changes of widgets. I can turn that off, and I don't want to see about it. Is is it possible to filter that giant spreadsheet? Because even the most um, 
even a site with not a lot of interaction on the back end probably is still going to be generating a huge amount of logs with page views and things like that. Um, is it possible to sort of filter down to these things? So show me, show me user things, show me widget things, show me um, amendments to content things. Can you do all of that? Yes, yes. Uh, first of all, I agree. Yes. In fact, to be honest, uh, until version three, until earlier on this year, uh, kind of like since version three, we started improving the plugin to make it kind of like more user friendly. Why? Mm. Because the plugin, as I said originally, was built from security point of view. And I always, it's a mistake I've done, but I always expected that anyone who's using the plugin is familiar with these things. Oh, so, no, but, no, no. <laughs> exactly. But it was a big mistake. So, so basically, um, I understand nowadays that sometimes you install the plugin, as, as you said, you're a hobbyist, you have a, uh, someone is a hobbyist, they install the plugin, like, whoa, all of a sudden, all this information, and they uninstall it. That was something very common. So what we're doing now is a bit different. First of all, we're really improving the plugin from the usability point of view. Um, we, we have, when you install the plugin, we have a startup wizard that will tell you, like, there, we have two levels of logs, let's say. We have the uh, basic log level and the geek log level. The basic um, doesn't report like all the, I would say, under the hood activities like custom field changes, direct database changes, etc. And the geek, of course, is the fully blown. But apart from those two levels, whenever you want, um, if you see a, a particular log event ID that you don't want to be informed about, if you just hover the mouse over the event ID, you get the option to disable that event. So okay. you no longer, that event about, I don't know, for example, you don't want to know every time uh, a user changes his surname, you know, you can disable those type of events. So in the future, whenever a user changes his surname, you don't get an event. Though we have an entry in the settings and users can go in this entry, it's called enable, disable events, and they can literally skim through all the events there are and enable or disable anything they like. So if, if there are, I don't know roughly, I think there are, there are hundreds actually of different events. The users can see them all, like user changes his name, user login, and can enable or disable any of them. So yeah. Which, which is good because users, in fact, what I personally recommend, if, if someone is new, I would recommend disable everything and only enable like 10 or 20, like the most important for you, like a user login, um, user change the password, uh, failed login, you know, like the most critical. And once you're kind of like comfortable with that and you'd like to see more detail, then start adding. Sometimes okay. it's easier to switch off everything and start slowly rather than have everything... <laughs> Sometimes, like oh, yes. all those logs, yeah. and trying to disable one by one, it yeah. can become a bit over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, start simple and and, yeah. and work up. So presumably, the because because it's not a traditional security plugin in the sense that it's not a, it's not a web application firewall. It's not trying to block connections. It's not trying to figure out this IP address is malicious. Just disallow it for thirty seconds or something like that. It's just trying to give you data on everything that's gone on in the back end. Um, now, I guess that that requires a certain degree of manual interactions. Let's say each week um, uh, you go in and you, you troll through the logs, give it a, a certain amount of time. Is, is there a recommendation that you have for a typical website owner such as myself? Is there a recommendation of what, what the protocol is that you should set up, you know, a weekly quick scan, a monthly deep dive? Is there a, is there a suggested way of of keeping on top of these logs and kind of purging them after a certain amount of time so that they're not using up space on your hard disk? Yes, uh, unfortunately, um, in most cases, um, logs are kind of like an insurance. You only refer to them when you need them <laughs> yeah. when something bad happens. Um, uh, it, uh, well, I was 
like 15 years ago, I was a systems engineer myself. And one of the best practices for systems engineers, which unfortunately not many do, hmm. uh, I didn't used to do it because I don't have time. I didn't used to have time. Yeah. Is go, go through the logs and see if you can spot something suspicious, you know, like spend half an hour once a week or whatever and, and, and see if you can spot something suspicious. Um, but of course, um, logs give you all the information you need if you know what you're looking for. Because if you don't know what you're looking for, you have like this long list of records, like, okay, what does it mean to me? So um, it, it really depends. The plugin is, as such, is, is, is quite bare, I would say, in terms of features. Then, of course, you can add on the features in the premium edition. For example, um, once you get used to like what's the normal, um, what users typically do on your website after a week or two you can get an idea of like okay so typically there are these type of logins in the morning mm. typically there are these uh, there's i don't know, like 20 um post edits a day you know what you, you need to kind of like start learning start learning was a typical activity and then of course once a week if you can dedicate half an hour can see if you can spot something suspicious how do you spot something suspicious um, every type of event, so for example, a user login is always has the same ID. It's ID 1000. So whenever you see ID 1000, that means there's a login. And of course, there will be the username, role, password, the IP address from where the date, but 1000 means a login, always. Uh, so, uh, but 1003, for example, means a failed login. So whenever you see a 1003, you can just take a look. You know, Again, it's, it's about mm. learning about the behavior of your website, uh, learning a bit more, uh, studying a bit the logs, and and trying to understand more. We do have tools. Um, the, the the free edition is purely logging, and we do not limit in any way the logs. So the free edition is 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 is, is purely logs, and you can see all the logs. Of course, there are tools which we can talk about later in the premium edition, which can help you kind of make more sense and automate much more of these processes. You know, without having to to look um, mm. into the logs every week. Yeah, the I guess it's one of those things where. With, with the benefit of hindsight, if you if your website regrettably has been hacked, it'll be it'll be your constant regret that you didn't make uh, your security logs your constant study. You know, you'll be thinking, oh, "I wish I'd spent the time every day looking through the logs." Good, good <laughs> lord, it would have been you know would have saved me a load of effort on this end. That's kind of where my question was coming. Really, you know, is the the idea of going through it once a week, just a quick scan or something. And the, with the best will in the world, you're just not going to do it. And I'm imagining that, you know, somebody, a, a typical WordPress website user of the however many millions of installs they are, they're not going to do this. So it sounds like the job for a, a kind of WordPress professional, somebody that's built the site, maybe could take this on as a task, uh, maybe part of a care plan or something. You could throw in, well, we'll we'll inspect your logs once a month for an extra little fee. That kind of thing might be might be quite useful. Um, yeah, re- really interesting. Now, the although it doesn't sort of do sort of security detection is there anything that it does do so for example to alert you that something is is going on can you set up triggers so for example somebody is repeatedly logging in getting this 1003 and it's failing does it does it have anything to to make you come back in and look through the logs something to force your hand a bit there's something fishy going on here please come and inspect the logs before it's too late yeah, uh, good question. In fact, that's kind of like yeah, that's kind of like where 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 I was going, like into the premium um, features. So in the premium features, uh, there are quite a few. Um, one of them, which is something which you mentioned uh, already, like triggers and the so basically you can one of the premium features is what we call email notifications. So you can literally 
build a trigger and say if there is a login, I don't know, after this time of the day or not from this IP, etc. So you can build like any type of criteria you want uh, and then send me an email. So you can say like if there is a login and it's not from user Robert and it's not from this IP and it's not and it's after 5.30 p.m., then send me an email because typically, hmm. you know, um, typically, you know, that maybe Robert sometimes logs in after 5.30, but if it's not Robert, then it's, it's, it's not someone legit, so send me an email, you know? So you can build literally any type of triggers. You can say, for example, because the plugin even keeps uh, keeps uh, a log of um, changes done directly to a database. So if a database, for example, if the plugin notices that some something through WordPress changed at table structure, for example, or has written data directly to the table, it will alert you as well. So you can create like these type of notifications which don't typically happen every day. You know, like if a table in the database is modified, send me an email because then it's something I should definitely worry about. Yeah. Um, we also have um, a daily email notification. There's Once you install the premium edition, you get a daily email notification, which can be disabled as well, but most people leave it on, of course. Like it gives you like a daily roundup, like how many logins there were, um, how many failed logins there were and from which IP addresses, if there were any plugin changes, someone installed or uninstalled or updated the plugin, you know, like the most crucial things. Yeah. Um, but we also have uh, reports. So for example, apart from generating the reports, you can configure the plugin to send you a daily, weekly, monthly or quarterly report. So for example, uh, you can configure a report to say, listen, send me a, a, a report of all the plugin installs once every week maybe you have i don't know a very active website in terms of plugin installs uninstalls and changes so once a week at least you get that report so once you get that report you go quickly over it and say okay i approve this plugin i approve this plugin i i don't know about this plugin so that raises a flag mm. so with, with all these automations and triggers at least you don't have to go and do that extra half an hour changing the logs manually you know so by automating all these again it's it's something you cannot, you, you don't build overnight. It's something, you know, yeah, you build up. Get, mm. Yeah, you, you get used to what type of logging there is, what type of user behavior you have on that website. And then, of course, you build your own email alerts, mm. reports, etc. And of course, hopefully within a few weeks or months, you have kind of like a very stable system where if something, hap something out of place happens, mm. something suspicious, Within an email alert or within a report, you can quickly say, "Listen, okay, that's wrong," you know. Because imagine, <laughs> of course, ideally you should have like half an hour every week, literally going to the logs and say, "Okay, okay, no, no." But uh, most people in real life they don't have this time. So at least no. if you get a, a weekly report of plugins and source, for example, or of database changes, you can quickly go through it and say, "Listen, okay, this is true, this is not true, this I approve, I don't approve," and and you can get a very quick overview. Mm. You know? And you always kept up to date, especially with email alerts, because emails, even if you're outside, everyone nowadays has an email on his mobile. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you get an email alert, someone logged in and yeah. you're at the pub at night. No, no yeah. someone shouldn't log in, you know? At least you get, you get. Uh, in the future, we are also working right now. In fact, we're also working on SMS integrations and other stuff. So yeah, hopefully the, the idea is, is we keep the logs and we're trying to automate as much of that half an hour a week you should do for you, you know, just trying to keep you updated mm. without bombarding you with information. We need to find that fine balance, right, right yes. balance, kind of like how much information the user should I, I suppose in a sense that's the that's the the goal that most people would be seeking for when they purchase a plugin like this is a kind of set it, configure it, forget it, 
um you <laughs> it's, know it's, yes yes but it, unfortunately it, that's that's kind of not not what what not what its purpose is really is it um in a it's, way but if you configure it cleverly enough maybe it is yeah, it's, it's a comprehensive solution and if it depends also on your website so um, but yes um hopefully within a few months after learning about the behavior on your website and learning about the features on the website mm. you should find some sort of right balance yeah maybe and maybe at least only you need to, to check the plugin once a month or every two months just to maybe add a trigger or modify a small trigger yeah. but the whole picture should be covered. You know? Now, you mentioned earlier that it was able to, for example, um, check the content of a, of, a, of a post, say. Um, does a lot of the settings are kind of binary, you know, somebody logged in or they didn't log in, somebody using this administrator account or they weren't. Whereas the, the, the post content is a bit more difficult, isn't it? Let's say somebody has decided to hijack your website simply to deface it and put some links in. Is there a process where like, you can carry out a diff, a differential? You can look at what it was and what it is. So you can figure out, oh, there's the, there's the little line which shouldn't be there. Yes. Um, in terms of content, when we talk specifically about content, um, WordPress has its own built-in revision system. Mm -hmm. And we use that revision system. So basically, when there is an actual content change, you, you get this event in the activity log and it says, Robert changed the content of blog post A click here to see differences and once you click there you can actually see a diff of of the changes yeah it's it's it's, it's all built in in WordPress. it's the normal kind of like, the normal wordpress stuff that's yes great. we're making it accessible yeah um, we thought about building our own diff system because um uh wordpress um doesn't have it for custom posts although you can do it kind of you can enable it via a few tweaks here and there um but still at, the, at this stage we never had so much demand for it so i mean because mostly people use the posts and pages mm. so 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 mm. far uh, we might we might do it in the future yes but but we're not we're still kind of like seeing how how important it is but um, apart from content so yes we do show a diff of content but also apart from the typical user login but whenever users changes like a status of a post the url um categories whatever we always report the old and the new so if you change right. the url we'll right. tell you like listen the url was x and now it's y great the status was private and now it's public uh, it's public you know so mm. we always report where, where it's where it's even like the permalinks we'll say like this the permalinks were category dash post name and now they're date dash category so where we can we always post the old and the new right uh, and that's again that's what's really kind of like sets us apart yep. from, from the competition. So going back to a, a thing that you mentioned a moment ago, the fact that it can scan through the the core WordPress file, so anything within root, if you like, um, how does it do that? In other words, is it looking in the WordPress repository and doing a diff on there's what, it, there's what WordPress, the vanilla WordPress should be, here's what your WordPress is, um, and config.php has got this extra line in it. That's a bit weird. Um, and, and can it learn to ignore things? Like I've fiddled with my config.php file. Just leave it alone. I'm happy with those changes. Don't keep alerting me that there's something different. How does it do that? Is it looking in the repo and, and whatnot? No, we, we don't look at the repo for, uh, for the simple reason that we've encountered, especially when dealing with bigger websites, a lot of people actually really customize WordPress. Yeah. So if you had to compare it to the repo, you get a lot of <laughs> alerts and false positives. Um, so we don't compare it to the repo. What we do is this. Uh, one, the first time you install the plugin, the plugin yeah. takes a snapshot. Of Perfect. Yep. 
and whatever change there is from the snapshot, then it will alert you. Right. But the thing is this: if 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 it takes a snapshot today, and later on today you change the you add a new line in the WP config, for example, tomorrow it will alert you. On the next scan, it will tell you, listen, we found this new line. But then that's the new snapshot. So if 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 the day after it scans again, there's there are no further changes. Oh, okay. It's alert you. Okay. It, it, it's always kind of like updates keep the latest snapshot, you know, because otherwise it will keep alerting you every time that the um, that the WP config file was modified. That's one of the reasons why we didn't use the WordPress repo, because um, we, we've seen other solutions. Some of them work well, but um, you get a lot of false false positives usually. Mm. Because, yes, I know about this change. I know about this change. but So we're keeping an image, especially if, if a user has customized the website. Mm. You can really say, listen, okay, this is, this is your... Your, the image of your website, and we're going to work on this one. So basically, if there is a change between scans, it will report that change. Okay. So there's a new file, a deleted file, or modified, and it's not uh, it's not um, restricted to WordPress files. It actually can scan as long as it's under the root of WordPress. Yep. If you have even like a custom PHP script or whatever, right? Uh, uh, it will scan it, and it, it's fully configurable. So if you go to the plugin settings, you can exclude directories you can exclude files yep, you can exclude yep. files by extension yep. you know the usual, the usual stuff can i change the the period of time in which it's scanning so for example if it creates a snapshot today and i'm um i'm on the week it's the weekend i'm not going to look um and for at least two days so that snapshot will now be the correct one but it, it you know the attack took place friday afternoon i missed it that one of my files got changed but by monday when i'm going to be looking at it again the snapshots now saying this is all legit could i say do this monthly do this weekly do or can i do weekly and monthly yeah it's all configurable so mm. you can configure um both the frequency if it's daily weekly or monthly and you can configure also the time mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. i'm not sure but i think by default the plugin scans uh, I'm sure it scans once a week, but I think it scans it on Sunday at 2 a.m., something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can configure all that. You can say, listen, scan it daily and at 8 p.m. for it. Right, so right. That's all configurable. Um, the the thing is, uh, it's many people worry about performance. It, again, it depends on the size of the website. Mm. <laughs> but um, by default, most images and non-executable files are excluded from the scan. Mm. So, and those where typically people have a lot of, of files, so you shouldn't worry. Uh, but to just give you an idea, we've done some tests on a very small server, a test server, it's not even a live server. And on average, the plugin roughly scans around 17,000 files in around five seconds. So it's, it shouldn't be a big issue. No, wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> impressive what yeah. you can do these days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> exactly. one of the things that struck me when I was thinking about this was obviously it kind of feels a bit like an insurance policy. You know, you've got this log, something's gone wrong. You've spotted that there's an error. Um, maybe you can go in and clean it up yourself. Maybe you're going to hand it over to a third party service uh, to fix it up, in which case this security log would be at manna from heaven. They would love it. <laughs> wow. Great. Somebody <laughs> bothered. We can find out what went wrong. Um you know, easily, as opposed to trying to figure out one file at a time. Um, but what if my site is taken uh, offline? Um, they change every conceivable username and password, maybe even delete the thing. Uh, God help us. How on earth do we get to the log? Um, <laughs> very good question. Uh, I, I've seen cases where it happened in the past. Um, the logs by default are stored in, in two tables in the WordPress database. So yes, if the website is hacked, uh, 
the chances of the logs being tempered are very high, or as you said, if they delete the, the, the database, there are no logs. But in the in the premium edition of the plugin, we have what we call the database tools and integrations feature. So basically, you have quite a few options. Um, you can uh, store, you can configure the plugin to store the activity log in an external database, which is not WordPress. So you can store the activity log on a different database on the same server or on a different database on a different server. Mm. So uh, you're kind of like taking it far away, segregate, segregating it from mm. the WordPress install. Mm. But apart from that, you can also configure mirroring. So nice. you can, when, when the logs, whenever the logs database is updated, there's also a mirroring and you mirror the logs to another database or to syslog um, to paper trail. Right now we're also working on a Slack integration. So yes, you can mirror your logs somewhere else. So basically if if the database, the original database where the WordPress audit logs are stored is destroyed, then you always have um, the mirror, which you can refer to. Ideally, yeah. of course, the mirror should be a different solution like Slack, um, syslog, or even on an external database, you know, like, but it's not on the same server. So right. at least if the WordPress server is intact, you still have something which is intact. So it it mirrors just the tables that create this audit log. It's not mirroring the, the WordPress database en masse. It's just the just the, no, just the logs. Yeah. Correct. So how do you then go about viewing those? Would you need to install... You know, a typical WordPress user um, would they just install WordPress again and uh, you know somewhere else and view those, download it from the the mirrored site and so on? Yes, at the moment, to be honest, um, there is no. Um, we don't provide an uh, an automated, easy to use solution. To be honest, and we are thinking of developing, <clears throat> sorry, a sort of utility that can help you automate mm. that process. Mm. But yes, in in, in uh, if if that had to happen at the moment. All you have to do is install WordPress again um, and import the logs in the same WordPress database. And once you install the plugin, you can actually read those logs. So the process is a bit manual. Yeah. But yes, well, it, it is. It is. It is yeah. Doable. I guess. I guess you know, if if it's mission critical um, and you really need that log, then being able to install WordPress and download it into there, it's not that troublesome in in my, exactly. in my view. You know, if you need your website <laughs> back, you, you're going to go through those hoops. But you're right. I think having some kind of um, viewing system that you can just look at the the mirrored log um, independently without having to set WordPress back up. That would be good. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm on um, www.wpsecurityauditlog.com and I've actually navigated over to the pricing page, which mm -hmm. is forward slash pricing. And I noticed that you've got three offerings. You've got a starter offering, you've got a professional offering, and you've got a business offering, all with different prices and different options. Do you want to just quickly talk us through those? Sure. Um, the starter edition is basically only has two premium features, which are the email notifications and the search, which are quite frankly the most useful for most bloggers, hobbyists, or small business websites. Mm -hmm. um, the professional edition, which costs just ten dollars more, is it's is the fully blown edition. We have email notifications, search report, the external database support, integration tools, and session management. By the way, session management is something I didn't mention before. So basically, once you install the premium edition, you can see in real time who is logged into your website and what is their um, last change that they mm, they just okay. that they've done. Yep. And you can also control like simultaneous connections, etc. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. again, that's something quite advanced. Um, so yes, uh, the professional edition is the fully blown. The business edition, which costs uh, $40 more, um, is basically, is exactly the same as professional, 
but you get um, priority support. So typically, um, we support business addition people within two to three hours maximum. Um, all the other additions, you will always get support. Um, typically, we have quite a, a quick um, response response rate, but you are guaranteed a response within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And the and the business edition, you are guaranteed a response within four hours. So, oh, okay. So especially as if you have like you have like bigger customers who are like in the finance industry, etc. Typically, they go for the business, of course. Mm-hmm. As, it depends on the criticality of the website, but yeah, if you have finance industry and your website is your business, then of course it's something very critical. So okay. <laughs> if something, if you need some logs or something goes wrong, you know, you need you need assistance ASAP. I notice in the, um, I think it was the video that I saw on your website. I can't remember where I saw it, but I noticed that you support multi-site, and um, in a few of the communities that I'm in, the, the whole multi-site thing is is kind of taking off again, strangely. Um, I was wondering how the pricing worked for multi-site. So, for example, could you get away with a single-site license on a multi-site network? <laughs> no. No. Uh, no, no, fair enough. <laughs> uh, first of all, yeah, we do support multi-site. We do support it completely. In fact, we also have events in the activity log specifically for multi-site. So, if 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 an admin creates a site on the multi-site that is reported, if a user is added or removed from a website, all of that is reported. In terms of licensing, uh, you have to buy a license which cover the number of of multi-sites. Okay. The, so if you have a multi-site with 50 sites, you have to buy after site license. The simple reason why we've done it, because we've been asked about it a couple of times, to be honest, is, is very simple. I think it's, it's personally, I think it's very unfair for someone who has one website to pay $99 and someone who has a multi-site with 50 sites, which most probably, if you have that amount of sites, it's something much more uh, successful, I would say, or mm-hmm, something which mm-hmm. is generally it's only fair um, to pay a bit more also because typically if you have a multi-site of 50 sites, you generate a bit more support mm. than someone who has mm. one site. So I think it's only fair even for that user who has one website that the other user pay, pays a bit more. Yeah. Um, so the pricing page typically just shows up to 25 licenses per per yes. um, account here. Presumably there's a, there's a contact us now button for, for agencies if they've got a requirement to go over 25. You can reach out and see what see what's what correct yes in fact um we do have different pricing so the 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 um the pricing page as you said shows up to 25 sites if you have an enterprise or an agency there are like contact us now buttons mm. and you can contact us and we can discuss different price um in terms of pricing we typically give uh, we have very good um volume volume discounts so okay that's all sounds great i have asked all the questions that i wanted to ask so as is typical at the end of the the podcast i'm gonna hand it over to you you've got um however much time you want to tell us about where we can find you email addresses twitter handles facebook pages and all of that sort of stuff so over to you sure thank you very much um so basically uh, as you said the um the webs the plugins website is www.wpsecurityaudit.com and there you can also find the icons for the uh, social media channels which we have which basically is Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, my Twitter handle is Robert Abela A-B-E-L-A, that's my surname um, I'm also on Facebook and my email is robert at wpsecurityaudit.com Great. Um, apart, apart from the plugin if you don't, I'm also, I also have a website called uh, wpwhitesecurity.com it's basically like the mother company I would say like the, the mother company of, of, of the plugin because apart from WP Security Audit Lock we just launched a new plugin two or three months ago it's a password policy plugin if you have time 
mm. check it out and give us any feedback you might have. Yeah, cool. Uh, but very much in line with what you're doing here. You know, it's all security related. Fantastic. Yes. In fact, the, the, the blog on WPY security is, is a vendor neutral blog where kind of we write about security in general. So, yes, even if you'd like to read something about WordPress security in general, you know, like passwords, logs or anything else, actually, like patch management, etc., you can go to the WPY security blog. Nice. Nice, nice. Hey, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Much appreciated. It's an it's an interesting topic and not one we definitely haven't touched on anything like this before. We've touched on security, but not on this specific aspect. So my advice would be if you're you know if if you've ever experienced a hack or your site going down for reasons unknown, something like this probably in your back pocket would have been really useful. If you've never had it, you know it's the reason you go out and buy car insurance. You you don't want to have an accident, but when it happens. Good Lord, it's useful. <laughs> um, <laughs> Correct. Yeah, so you know, have have a think, especially if you've just if you've just got the one site, they've got licenses for that. And as you as you go up, uh, you know, if you've got a, a business where you've got some critical websites, this might be very useful indeed. So thank you, thanks Robert for coming on and telling telling tell us telling couldn't speak there telling us all about it. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you very much. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. It was a bit of an eye-opener for me recording that. There was all sorts of useful and interesting information in there about all sorts of things that I didn't really know about. I didn't understand quite how much security logging information could be done and also how it could prevent things from happening to you. And I suppose if you've got an agency and you're dealing with many, many multiple sites, information like this could get you back up and running much more speedily and stop you wasting time trying to track down what the problem was. The WP Builds podcast was sponsored today by WP and Up. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health-related illness. WP and Up supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training and counselling. Please help enable WP and Up by visiting wpandop.org forward slash give. And we thank WP and Up for sponsoring our podcast and keeping the lights on. Okay, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll come back next week, next Thursday. Join us once more for the podcast. If not, we've got a weekly roundup of the news, which comes out on a Monday morning. And we've also started doing a weekly live roundup of the news with some notable people in the WordPress community. That goes out in our Facebook group live. Usually it's going to be on a Monday. Um, might not be on a Monday every week, depending on schedules and things. But the idea is that it'll be a round panel discussion about some of the things going on in the WordPress world for that week. OK, that's it. I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say bye bye for now. 